Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com. It's post Hell in a Cell. It is October 25th, but it's actually October 26th where where this, this time-traveling future man is from. We've got lukewarm Luke Owen, my greatest nemesis. You could call him a frenemy. How you doing? I'm doing very well, my frenemy. Uh, how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm really liking the... Not only am I liking the early start times for WWE recently. You just mentioned the clocks went back. So compared oh, yeah. to like 13 months ago for you, this has got to be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, like this show finishing at 2 a.m. is <laughs> so sweet. Like that's like... <laughs> I feel like there was a period of time when 2 a.m. was like, that's when pay-per-views would start. But yeah, if finishing at 2 a.m. is really, really nice. Yeah, I'm really digging this because, I mean, that makes a, a decent night for me, too. And it's been a busy weekend. We had Bound for Glory coverage, a post-show. Uh, we had UFC coverage. Habib Nurmagomedov retired. Make sure you guys go check out Shaquille Missouri's coverage of that. Over at FightfulSelect.com, I have a whole lot on the Kylie Ray situation, and there is a lot there. We're breaking news there every single day. We've got like six podcasts a week. There's a ton of stuff over on FightfulSelect.com. But if you're watching right now, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap the bell for notifications. And if you donate a Super Chat, we will get your question read on the air, including Carlos EZ, who says, give me a yes, please. Yes, please. Get him rowdy. Lukewarm Luke Owen. I got to say, I was I was very imp- I thought I was going to be the only person on Quizlemania that did gimmicks. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, man. Well, you see, the thing is, you did a gimmick and they were like, oh, wow. Yeah. That people really like that. Like, we all need to get gimmicks now. <laughs> and then I saw yours. I'm like, damn it, pal. He did it. <laughs> damn it, pal. The kid did it. <laughs> he reinvented himself. <laughs> You did go through the you went through the genesis. You were basically stunning Steve, a very successful competitor in your own right, but then you then you turned it up to 11 as they say. It was, yeah. I was also like couldn't win the title. They would never push me into the main event, and it took me it took me going through to this, getting a gimmick that worked. And people were like, "All right, <laughs> now it's time to put the belt on the kid." Plus plus let's be real. Those shirt sales. 
shirt oh, says. Oh, yeah. It says I mean, pretty good. Yeah. Head over head over to WrestleTalkMerch.com. Go ahead and buy yourself an FTF shirt. You never know. Maybe one day Luke and I will form a tag team. Maybe we'll be WTFTF. Oh, do you know what? It sounds pretty good. I'm, and actually, now that now that the Oli Authority has won back the title, they've they, I'm no longer the Jam That Champion. I saw that. I, I may need that help. I, I saw that, that and, and Adam declared the North new Quizzlemania Tag Team <laughs> Champions because Dude, they in the beat last the Good Brothers. Weeks, in the last couple of weeks, I lost the Quizzlemania Championship to Nugget. I lost the Quizzlemania Tag Team Championship to the Good Brothers, who has now gone to the North, and I've just lost the championship as well. I, I've not had a good couple of weeks. Oh, man, it is rough. Uh, Oblivious Carey says, another helping of Luke. Great surprise, but you can check out all kinds of his work over at uh, WrestleTalk.com. Of course, friends of Fightful, great guys over there at WrestleTalk. And girls, they got a new uh, daily show with Louie. And there's like 50 people going on that show. There's Alex. <laughs> I know Stephanie does it as well. It's a great show. Make sure you guys yeah. check it out. Uh, it's great work on that. It's a lot better than the 24-7 championship. Uh, R-Truth <laughs> defeated Drew Gulak to retain the title. Like When I see Drew doing things like this, I'm like, ah, oh, he could do so much more, but I know it's also something he can sink his teeth into. But then I see like glimpses of his ability, both technically and athletically, and I'm like, oh, he could do so much more than this. And not only that, it's we've seen this so many times. Yeah, I mean, we we were saying this on the live stream that we just did like eight months ago. He was having that great technical wrestling match with Daniel Bryan that people were raving about. Here he is, just eight months later. It, do you know what it is? It's Daniel Bryan going home for a bit. Like Damn. he drew Gulak, Drew Gulak became his tag partner. And you know, when the tag partner goes out injured and they're like, well, we've got nothing else for the other guy because your tag partner's out. And so, yeah, this is what Drew ends up with. The sad reality is a lot of times they just take the other person off TV altogether, which did yeah. happen to Drew Gulak for a while. <laughs> he just disappeared. They, they AOP'd him. When one of them gets hurt, yeah. the other one disappears. And uh, okay, truth one with a, he, he won. He countered a pin yeah. from Gulak, and he did the five-knuckle shuffle. And you'd be shocked to learn that Akira Tozawa and the Lucha House Party <laughs> came out and gave chase. Really, the most noteworthy thing here is Drew Gulak going over to the kickoff table and saying that John Cena sucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was something or nothing. It's just more filler stuff for Raw. I think the 24-7 title has very much had its day. I'm, I'm, I've been done with it for a long time. Uh, I don't, and I think just it's because it's always been on truth, then it's, it's, it makes it feel even more stale. I don't think I'd be done with it if they weren't so lazy with it, but they are lazy yeah. with it. At this point, our truth shouldn't be in the picture. He shouldn't, he shouldn't be competing for it. He shouldn't be doing that anymore. It's, it's the same old thing. And I'm just so, so sick of it. We have a super chat from Jaime Villegas who says, Dong Lord slash lukewarm Luke Owen. Next Grizzlemania Tag Team Champions. We want more of this team. Give me a yes, please. Yes, please. I mean, that's a more reliable team. At it least is. that's two former champ. Like that's two former like actual champions. It's like the two man power trip. It's just which one of us is going to tear our quad in the middle of it. <laughs> and we got a hashtag FTF there. Uh, Throwback twenty seven says the production in the cell was amazing. All the trash talking. Best line of the night. The tribal chief doesn't quit. So many lines in that show. Oh, yeah, we're getting to that one now. Oh, Hell in a Cell, I quit match. My only qualm, I'll say, didn't need it to be 30 minutes and didn't need this in a cell. I don't think they used it very much. What did you think about that? Yeah, I mean, it, it was in the cell because 
it's the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Like, yeah. that's pretty much the only reason it was in there. But, oh, dude, this match was so good. Like, I didn't think they would be able to top the, the drama and, like, that, that they brought a clash. But they brought it and something else. Like, this was awesome. So, so great. Like, the, the Super Chat then was just saying the trash talking throughout was in incredible so beautifully mic'd in the ring oh yeah roman's roman's wicked at the moment i love Heyman selling it on the outside the drama was great and that ending with the uh with afrin seeker was just oh I, everything about this was i do you know i didn't even mind the length i actually yeah. thought like talia sex tape i actually <laughs> thought that the uh i, I loved the 30 minute time limit like the, the, the length that it went i didn't feel like it went long yeah, one of the things I've noticed is even though we we hear so much of this trash talk and it's so good in this era, I I really don't hear anybody calling spots in the ring. Like I don't yeah. hear anybody go drop down, drop kick, brother. No, nothing like <laughs> yeah. that. And meanwhile, with ten, fifteen thousand people, you'd always go John Cena go headlock takeover. <laughs> maybe it's because they don't have to yell it over the crowd anymore maybe that's it but i figured that because there was nobody you wouldn't or you would hear it more but also we've got that that ambient noise as well uh so this match roman hit some spears early i think the suicide dives work really well with hell in a cell because so often when there's when there's no cell in WWE, when they do suicide dives, they like lean out of the ropes and kind of nudge people. But here, they're smashing right into the cage. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, it was it was really cool, visceral stuff. And um, yeah, but this was all about like it was Roman's trash talking. Like they, they, they there's like the chi- the tribal chief doesn't quit. I, I the, my favorite things about this match was there were two wicked spots in that, like Jay quite early on choked roman out yes. like he put roman to sleep like choked him with the thing and like if this had just been a regular hell in the cell match that would have been it jay would have been champion because it had the i quit stipulation the commentary did a really good job of putting over someone has to say i quit for this match to end and then you had roman do the same thing you look the guillotine in and choked jay out but the match couldn't end so he's then you know you got to try and like wake your guy up to then make them quit Thought the drive-by with the steel steps was really inventive. There's some really, really great stuff in this. Like the 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 chat was going nuts for this on our live stream, going absolutely nuts for it. Reminder, guys, you can check out that live stream uh, over at Wrestle Talks channel. They do uh, pay-per-view live streams during every pay-per-view show, as as far as I know. I'm always there trolling in the chat, but uh... (laughs) I saw you in there. (laughs) I I said. I sent a uh, like a chat to to Louie, and I was like, "Check your DMs; it's important." Breaking news, and then I said, "Roman's not wearing the vest," <laughs> just to get him to react. I'm like, "He has to wear it. We're jeopardizing yeah. his health by not wearing it." Uh, <laughs> but the, the strap stuff was so good, and I mean, I, I do see a lot of people that were like, "Man, Daniel Bryan got fired for this," and I get it. Different different situation here, but. Roman's hitting Uso, and, and Uso can't breathe. I'm like, oh my god, he's going to give him pleurisy. The worst possible thing that he can do. But he did, like, we saw Uso choke out Reigns. We saw Reigns choke out Uso, and with the guillotine, he's really been establishing that. And I do not envy some of the people that are going to have to have 250-pound Roman Reigns with a standing Oof. guillotine on somebody, basically supporting yeah. them with the quads. But the emotion oh, that, that emerged here... Reigns cracked Uso with the stairs 
asked for him to quit. The ref was pleading with Jay. Such a good touch. Officials come out there. You know when Adam Pierce is coming out there, business is getting done. He's not wasting his time. But then Jimmy runs out and pleads with Roman. And he says, this is Josh here. This is Josh, which is the real name. And says, we can fix whatever we're going through. We can fix it. And Roman Reigns cries, surely we're getting a million thumbnails. I saw that and I was like, oh yeah, give it to me. Give me those tears. Give me Roman Reigns in the big show in a first tears match. I need more Roman Reigns crying. Give it to me. He's a a good crier, man. He is a good crier. Ric Flair is a special guest referee. Let's do it. All the tears. (laughs) I love it. Tommy Dreamer could be out there as an outside enforcer. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. So Reigns ends up choking out Jimmy. He grabs Jimmy's hand, and there's this emotional moment, chokes him out, and Jay quits to save Jimmy. This took like 47 minutes of the show, and I I thought the match was a little long, but then when I saw it, I was like, 47 minutes? Okay, well, it flew by for 47 minutes, that's for sure. And as you said, Afa and Sika honored Reigns at the top. That was a touch, man. Oh, man, wasn't it just such touch? And, like, Heyman just sort of standing off to the side. You know, he's not hes not a part of this. But Afrin Seeker putting the lay on him, and he just stands forward and raises up that title. He is, he is the head of the table. He is the tribal chief. So, so great. Our producer pointed out, and he said, like, it, the, headstring, the headstrings were always treated as a joke. In, yeah. in the WWF so it was so lovely to see them really get this moment where they can raise up their next generation of the uh, you know of their family lineage as a top top guy it was a really great moment for them throwback 27 make sure you guys check out his show on Tuesdays guys he has a lot of fightful uh, mods and personalities on as well he says this match was a full-on emotional roller coaster the ending of Ray and uh Roman and Jay was interesting. The psychology of Jimmy being there to force Jay to quit shows the depth they have for this story. The mic work on the show was killer. The trash talk was wicked. I completely agree. Roman Mm -hmm. Reigns being the guy that, quite frankly, every single person that watched the program besides Vince McMahon knew he could be five, six years ago. And I know a lot of people are saying, oh, well, the fact that he didn't change for so long added to it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I would have much rather had good programming for five years than be like, oh, well, we waited this long. But it, yeah. it, he's such a natural at this. Like, he's such an alpha male. Yeah. I mean, but my question to you, Sean, is why wasn't this the main event? Oh, my God. Well, I'll tell you why. Because WWE's like, ah, oh, goddamn, the heat. The heat. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give you that tease that the Miz is going to cash in and be WWE champion in 2020. Oh boy, there's a there's a nice <laughs> super chat about that for later. JJ Lee says though, uh, Roman's still wiping the tear at the end. Chef kiss. Oh, that was yeah. The little things. Oh, the little my things. God, just wipes it away from his face and then just like just rubs down his chest, being like it meant nothing. Yes. Dude, it was so good. I loved it. And I like it when, when commentary just lays out for that and they don't go, oh, he's still crying. Oh, no, it doesn't mean anything now. Because yeah. that happens way too often. J.J. Lee says, Roman showing Afa and Sika respect as a former heads of the table as a team, but not the Usos made Jay feel lesser for being in a team. Interesting. That is a great like, That's nuance. That's really good. Yeah. And I, I didn't even think of that. 
I like it when we can discuss things like that and we don't mm-hmm. have to be, is his nickname the freak? Because I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they hammered that home enough, to be honest. I'm still not 100% sure what his gimmick is. I'm waiting for WWE's confirmation on that. I reached out, and they have not confirmed to me that <laughs> Lars Sullivan's nickname is The Freak. Uh, Aaron says, Roman versus Jay was perfect. Best match of the night. Well, it's got some competition there. Uh, mm-hmm. Logan Hollingsworth said, that was some Emmy-worthy crying from Reigns. Well, maybe eventually he'll he'll be as good as Chris Van Vliet, but I doubt it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We can all they're... one day hope to be as good as Chris Van Vliet. Roman Reigns has never interviewed The Rock. <laughs> That's never happened. And he's got the easiest connection to him. He could easily yeah. get that interview. Throwback27 says, does this show uh, a little bit that the that Roman versus Rock is the end game? Randy now being champion, does that mean Edge will be his mania opponent? Are they long-term booking starting now? Okay, so, so to hammer home on Throwback's point, I'm all in on Roman versus The Rock for the title. I'm okay with Edge versus Orton at Mania. I don't need Edge versus Orton at Mania for the title and Rock competing for the title at Mania. Really, I don't need either one of those to have a title because we have established that the family that that Roman Reigns is a part of is the prize. The title is secondary at this point. And also, Edge does not need to win a title at WrestleMania. Quite frankly, 10 years ago... He won a title match at WrestleMania and could not pass that off to somebody. And you have to have that in your mind going into something like that. Yeah, dude. Like I it's the the end like the end visual of this show. All I was thinking the entire time was like, I'm I'm, I'm ten years ago. It's yeah. a decade ago. Could you imagine in nineteen ninety-eight if WWE had run the same angles that they had in nineteen eighty-eight with the same people? Yeah. And to be like, you're still watching though, right? You're still watching the same. I mean, I know WCW were doing it, but like WWF were trying to like move on and trying to present this new product for people. It is staggering to me that we have got the same lineup of Randy as champion and Miz as money in the bank holder. And as someone pointed out, Miz cashed in on Randy on November 22nd, 2010, which is the date of Survivor Series. Oh. Well, let me tell you guys, if you all are tired of these same old angles, if you're looking to freshen it up with your penis, <laughs> check out BlueChew.com and use that code FIGHTFUL. Are you sick of the same old shit? Are you looking to push some new talent, if you know what I mean? Maybe turn back the clock 10 years. BlueChew.com gets it done. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work, but they're chewable, so they're ready whenever you are or whenever you're not. If you're not ready, maybe you need that sustained push. It's not for people that, that just have performance problems. It's for that confidence. Maybe you want to make sure that you're booked properly in the bedroom. Yeah, I mean, come on. There are so many other factors, people going into business for themselves. Then the dreaded shoot. You don't want someone to shoot early. So Blue Chew takes care of you. It's prescribed online. Blue Chew works with their affiliated online physicians to get you the active ingredient you need. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to wait in line at the doctor's office. And that's a good thing these days. You want to avoid those places if you can. 
don't want to be going there for your wiener pills, my friends, but you'll want to be getting those wiener pills, let me tell you. They ship to you discreetly, so that way your mailman won't be looking at your package and saying, well, uh, let's be real. If he's looking at your package, he's going to go, God damn. Mm-hmm. Is that Blue Chew? But I mean the other package. He's he's not going to be like, oh, that's Blue Chew. Now, when he gets word word of mouth from around town, he's going to know that you're using Blue Chew because everybody that you're in the sack with is going to be like, hey, he's got a dope dick. BlueChew.com code Fightful gets you that first shipment free. You just pay $5 shipping. Hit them up at Get Blue Chew on Twitter. Let, or it's just at Blue Chew on Twitter now. My bad. I, I'm so used to the first couple of years <laughs> to saying Get Blue Chew on Twitter. But now it's at Blue Chew on Twitter. Just let them know you heard about them from us. Can't tell you how much that helps us out. Just, just the awareness. You know what I mean? So let them know. Say, hey, you know what? I heard about the concept of erect, effective penises from Sean Ross Sapp and Fightful. And uh, I want to know a little bit more about that. Well, we got some super chats. Reminder, guys, donate them. <laughs> Get your question <laughs> read on the air. Uh, I, did, I was talking to, I was talking, sorry, I was talking to Denise on Friday. I said, I'm doing the post show uh, on uh, Fightful after Hell in a Cell. And the first thing that Denise said to me was like, well, I mean, I've never been invited to a post show. First she, off. She's done, she does her own. Like, that's the thing. I yeah, would. Uh, yeah, right. That's what I thought. If she didn't, then I would do that because... I love having Denise on. I mean, and, and I particularly love having like 12 year old girls bury Denise. <laughs> <laughs> Izzy buried Denise. So good. It was amazing. The thing, like the second thing she said was like, but watch out for those blue chew ads. Cause yeah. they will, they will hit you. They will hit you. Oh, they will. They will for sure. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, we have some more super chats coming your way. Uh, Anakin JMT says, I'm just glad this year ended better than 2019 did. I'm not sure that it did. I can't even remember what happened. Uh, James Shelley says, they got to be looking at getting Big E in the WrestleMania title picture, especially with New Day Uso stuff from years ago and Jimmy and Jay having to fall in line. I could think of far worse things than Roman Reigns and Big E. That that mm-hmm. sounds fun to me. Yeah, that sounds really good, actually. Anshu Kamal says, Luke, the All Authority is champion again. Will you be fired again? ah no i can't be fired this time uh, i've got an ironclad contract um, you got that Shawn michaels 98 deal I, I did indeed yeah because like you know lost my smile and stuff but uh they can't fire me now but um i am gonna have to find a way to get that title open because ollie doesn't have a car that means i'm probably gonna have to drive it over to his house no he what? sold his car last year why we live in London. Like you don't okay. really need a car around here. Like and like he was cycling to work, but yeah. So and it was paying for a parking space. Now he doesn't have a car, so which means if I've got to go get anything, I've got to drive over to his house. Fair, fair. I mean, more people live on his block than in my entire town. Anakin says, "Sean, <laughs> 2019 was Seth and Fiend." Okay, I thought you meant the year ended better. Than yeah, 2019. Yes, this Hell in a Cell ended much better than last year's. Uh, Sean Muldowney says, awesome to see Luke here. Wednesdays are my favorite day of the week with listening to your boy, Quizzlemania and Wednesday Night Wars. Thanks, guys. Well, we appreciate you. And also, starting on November 4th, I will be back on the Wednesday Night War podcast. Uh, Warren will be moving on, but we thank him very much for the stuff that he has, has done here. We'll be going live at 10.30 p.m. Eastern every week. And I don't think it's a secret. NXT and, and AEW wrestlers 
openly tweet about watching our show. So you never know who might pop up in there. Never know. Never know. Anakin JMT says, loved Booker telling Truth he was Kofi. And Truth saying, dog, I know who you are. God. God. I actually like Truth going up to uh, to Jeff Jarrett and calling him Road Dog. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good touch. Uh, the Nerd Guru says, damn, Drew versus Roman versus Valor would have slapped at Survivor Series. I so don't want to see brand warfare at Survivor Series. No, but I think we're getting it again. Woof. Woof. Well, Get retribution get- in those Raw t-shirts. Oh, yeah. We're, we're definitely getting Elias versus Jeff Hardy again because this is a DQ. I thought the action was fine. Like, I love yeah, that fine. Elias sit-down powerbomb out of the electric chair. But Jeff hits him with a guitar, and it gets a DQ. And the funniest thing was when Jeff was stomping the guitar, they did camera zooms every time he <laughs> stomped. And that was really all I had on this. This was oh, this could have yeah, happened on Raw. I- Oh, yeah, I've got little to add to this. Like, I don't think it really needs to be on pay-per-view. I was surprised they didn't just give Elias the big win, though. You know, if he's coming back and they've apparently got him pegged to be this main event star and he's got an album to promote, I thought they'd just give him the win. Just give him a a solid, like, decisive win rather than this DQ stuff. Well, uh, Tucker decisively split from Otis, so... I'm not sure where the interpromotional brand split thing lands here. I just know that I'm going to be very frustrated in the coming weeks because it does not matter. And I get it. This was instituted by a court of law within WWE. Like, people were like, Sean, are you upset that there were Raw wrestlers on SmackDown? No, they got subpoenaed. They had to show up there. It was a rule. But... This was the 14th match this year with Otis taking on Miz or Morrison. Is of it some really? Sort. Whether it be like gauntlet tag matches or tag oh. matches or anything, 14 times they faced each other. And that doesn't even That's include the, the Tucker stuff while Otis was gone. But this was a SmackDown match is what this was. Yeah, it really was. And it had a SmackDown uh, finish as well, which is that, yeah, Tucker turned heel. And I kind of had like someone that sent us in a super chat during the live stream saying like, I think Tucker's going to turn heel in this. And we were like, no, I don't think so. And then I saw him standing on the outside by that briefcase. And I thought, oh man, he's going to pick up that briefcase. and He's going to crack Otis right in the head with it. And yep, sure enough, picked it up, hit Otis with the head. Miz got the pin. Miz is the money in the bank contract holder again. Otis and Tucker on different brands, but have started a feud. (sighs) I, and I mean, I get it. There are some people that are like, oh, Sean, complaining about the brand split again. They can make whatever rules they want. It's not real. This isn't like Major League Baseball being like, uh, you know what? New rule. It's it's not real. They can just make a rule and make sense of stuff. It yep. took somebody pitching this past week. Uh, hey, yo, we got that guy that was going to be the hacker and we forgot about the hacker. Can we just mention that and tie that up? And finally, they were like, yeah, sure, whatever, whatever. And they did it, <laughs> thankfully. But as you mentioned, that was the match. That was, Tucker turned on, on Otis. That was it. Uh, Miz does have money in the bank. And I do think that Miz is like one really good, serious promo away from having a higher profile. But it also would not shock me one bit to see Miz lose this again. Because I think that would be a good like way for the heel to get his comeuppance is... Well, you got the opportunity to earn that, so now someone else can get that opportunity. I just don't know who it would be, but 
Yeah, Otis and Tucker starting a feud right now. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's just Miz is the money in the bank. I, I think Miz is a great mid-card act, but I don't think he's a main eventer. I really don't. And I don't think 10 years has helped that perception either. Like, I, I just, I, I, I don't think he is. I think he's perfectly suited to that, like that mid-card act. Like, it's great. Like the mid-card act he's got with Morrison, perfectly fine. Him kicking it up in the IC title and US title picture, lovely yeah. stuff. Him as WWE champion, in sure. 2020 that's not for me it's, it's not it's not my bag i can't write him off as a top level guy just because like we never know when we'll see like a daniel bryan talking smack promo and that that lit stuff on fire but it's also not easy to create there was what six seven years of history between those yeah. two i don't know what they can do to change that this this feels like at least a a sh- slightly better version of when they gave Seamus the money in the bank <laughs> that year, everybody was hurt. <laughs> like it's not as bad as that, but it's still rough. No, James yeah, it's, it's a bit rough. James Shelley sends a super chat and says, "With three cell matches, they all needed to feel different. I love the storytelling heavy cell match that started off. It didn't need crazy bumps or weapons. Well, I mean, it did. It did have a strap, so that was a weapon. But yeah, I, I agree. This was a lot of fun, mm. and uh, I really enjoyed it." Reminder, guys, get your super chats in. We'll read your question or statement on the air, but leave a thumbs up, subscribe, and tap that bell for notifications. If you guys are new to the channel, we do post shows right after Raw, right after SmackDown, shortly after AEW and NXT. We have a Wednesday afternoon news show, myself and Fightful founder Jimmy Van, and then we've got uh, the Distraction podcasts all week. Uh, Jeremy Lambert and Joe Holbert talking wrestling news. They play TEW. They review every crappy wrestling movie there possibly is. And this week they're reviewing Elias's album, Hot Diggity Dog. Oh, Lee. Like that. I mean, it's a dirty job. As Faith No More once brilliantly said, it's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it. They like that, though. They like <laughs> being known as the guys who. <laughs> Like, they are doing the, the equivalent of, like, we got to go dig dig out this septic line that exploded. <laughs> but they, they thrive on that. They love that. They love <laughs> it. James Shelley says, only silver lining of brand warfare would be an Asuka-Sasha EO match. Could make for a match of the year candidate. My God. That's good. That is good. That would be worth it. Well, we're getting closer. I'm going to save the, the women's Hell in a Cell uh, for next to last because... For some reason, we got Bobby Lashley beating Slapjack. And I think Slapjack is going to get over because of his stupid name and mask. Like, I think he'll be... Like, I... You <laughs> is know he what sure? I mean? Are you sure? I think he'll sarcastically get over. Okay. Like, I think people will just, like, start to be like, man, that mask is ridiculous, and he's ridiculous, and that name is stupid. So let's yeah. like him type of thing. Like, I think there's a, a a possibility. But he hit a tornado DDT and got tapped out with a full Nelson. And that was it. I feel so bad for, like, Samoa Joe and Tom Phillips and Barry Saxon having to say the name Slapjack, but, like, oh, yeah. and not as, as if it's a legit wrestler name. Be like, great move there by Slapjack. <laughs> you know, he, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous, so man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Retribution absolutely like you know they got beat on monday and then you know were not made to look good against the fiend either 
And then come to this show, Ali's cutting this promo and he's like, hey, we're a legit threat. And I'm like, I don't think you are, buddy. Mm. Then on this show, Slapjack gets tapped out. T-Bar and Mace get in the ring and you think, okay, so they're going to lay out Bobby Lashley with this lights out move that Ali, this is it. This is how they're going to get their heat back. Nope. Bobby no. Lashley beats both of them up on their own. The Hurt Business come out. I'm like, you don't need to, lads. He's got this on his own. He's got this, he's got this covered. He gets in the ring. Ali runs away. Even, this is your this is your group, man. Even if I'm even if I'm Adam Pierce, I'm saying, like, hey, MVP, Shelton, Cedric, you can piss off. All I need is Lashley <laughs> and the Fiend. They done just fine. We Yeah. We don't gotta get the billable hours for all of you. We're all <laughs> right. And they have given up on this group. One hundred percent have given up on this group. I gotta say, I'm I'm just really excited to finally see Retribution get their comeuppance. I, I <laughs> like when that finally happens. Let me tell you, the cr- the oh, virtual man. crowd's gonna go wild. Uh, <laughs> Colt Bedeau says, "I don't even think Blue Chew can save Retribution." Well, Retribution is a part of Blue Chew, so uh, <laughs> it's no wonder they learned how to hack and turn the lights off because they're so embarrassed to be in that goddamn ring at this point. Hey, if you don't want a slapjack, you need to get onto Blue Chew. Use that code Fightful. You do know what a slapjack is, right? Yeah, it's the thing that uh, Conan used to use, right? Uh, oh. Back in TNA. Oh, well, no, that was that was uh, Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray. Was but, yeah, Stevie Ray did it. Yeah, I actually interviewed him about the Slapjack. Uh, that I thought was Conan be... used to use one in, in, in uh, TNA as well, when he's part of uh, Three Live Crew. Yes, yes, okay, he probably did. That was going to be my next uh, Quizzlemania gimmick, was just <laughs> every time we referenced a wrestler, I would reference me speaking to them in some manner. <laughs> but according you to You can't Herb... do that. that. That's Chris's gimmick. I know. <laughs> he took it. He legitimately <laughs> took it. <laughs> I was like, damn it. But according to UrbanDictionary.com, a slapjack is the act of ejaculating on one's hand, then slapping another person in the face. And <laughs> the example is, today I gave Melinda a slapjack after that bitch ate the last Hot Pocket. <laughs> Education wow. here on the Fightful Wrestling Podcast. Roxas Venitas says, am I supposed to like the Hurt Business now? I see a lot of people saying this. Who's the babyface? I'm okay with there not being a babyface. I'm watching a, an FTR Young Bucks feud, which they fumbled in AEW, but I like that they're, that you get to decide which one you like. You're not supposed to like anybody. You get to decide if you like one. I think that's less insulting to the intelligence than, hey, you know these these guys that have been garbage people for the last few months? Well, now you need to cheer them because they're, they're going and high-fiving the virtual boards and all that stuff. How do you feel about the double double heel groups here i mean I, I think that the dynamic has not worked because they don't want to hurt the hurt business <laughs> and like and they don't care about retribution so it's just like that's I, a heel versus heel can work it has worked brilliantly in the past but here it is not working because one of these teams is just dominating the feud and then you've got ali come promise being like hey we're a serious act yeah. like, i don't think you are man i don't think you are buddy no like, you... we had we had so many people like messages being like, wow, wait till they reveal who the real leader of the group is going to be. Like, you know, it's, oh, it's the God. dark order all over again. I'm just yes. like, let's just keep rebooting this until we get it right. To be fair, that did work with the dark order. <laughs> that worked hey, very you know what well. it did? They're great now. Anakin says, I, I know it wouldn't have happened, but I was kind of hoping that Reckoning and Shelton would just continue their real life feud. <laughs> I, that's, that was one of the things that first made me interested 
in Twitter was was Mia Yim and Shelton Benjamin trashing each other. And <laughs> Colt Badeau says, at least the Hurt Business looks strong. Poor Ali. Ali's doing his best. He really is doing yeah. his best. But He's got good promos, man. He He's is. He's got really good promos. He's really great. And... Um, Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So was Sasha Banks versus Bailey. This oh, yeah. freaking Hell in a Cell match. It was very tough. And I'm not saying they topped Brooklyn, but it was very tough to follow up Brooklyn. It was going to be hard to even live up to it because there's no crowd. I thought they knocked it out of the park. Like Sasha spamming those meteors. The one running up the table. The one jumping off the ladder into the corner was brutal. Yeah. This match this match was great. This match was so, so, so good. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, like you, I'm not sure if you can top Brooklyn because I think that is, it was such a special match and such a special moment with like, that really special crowd. You know, you had Izzy on the prediction show, but I, let me tell you this, I was a 30-year-old Izzy on that yeah. night because I was crying my eyes out with like with happiness when, when Bailey won. I didn't get that same emotion here, but I did want my girl Bailey to retain. Because I really wanted Sasha winning the belt to be the culmination of this story, rather than you know be the first chapter. So I was surprised that that uh, that Banks won in a way, but at the same time, I think you can easily spin the story off and be like, "Well, Banks can't successfully defend the title, so that's yes. Bailey's that's Bailey's way to get the rematch, and then that's the crowning moment for Banks is it's not winning the title, it's defending it so for the that first title defense. That'll be her big crowning moment, which I'm also completely on board with. I am loving Banks' work at the moment. I think Bailey's a terrific heel. This match was awesome. So, so great. And I know a lot of people would be like, oh, what's it matter if she hasn't defended it? Uh, look at a Sasha Banks stan account. It matters. <laughs> That's all I ever hear from him. And I love those people. I love Sasha Banks stands. Uh, Sasha Banks stands will eradicate COVID-19 one day if she puts out a tweet and says, hey, guys, can we come up with a vaccine or something? They'll figure it out. That's just the way ah. it is. Uh, Queen Hannah says, I wish Sasha and Bailey would have main evented. I wish anything Same would have main evented over. And just, I mean, not Elias and Jeff Hardy, but Roman or Jay, Bailey and Sasha. Really, ideally, I would have went Bailey and Sasha. But yeah, oh yeah, given the choice of the two, if you wanted to end the show with a title change, then Bailey versus Sasha should have been the main event. Aaron Entertainment says, I thought it was the best match of the night. I agree, I thought it was the best. Same here. Uh, Michael Escavel yeah. says, Sasha and Bailey was amazing. Give them all the stars. Well, I didn't give them all the stars, I do an out of 10 <laughs> system. Check it out, fightful.com. That's a good time. But there were there were some spots that I really loved the corkscrew sunset flip bomb into the, the cell. 
there's just violent spot after violent spot. Uh, Bailey had her chair kicked out of the ring early, which was great. And they set the tone. They both showed up in like WrestleMania main event shape with awesome new gear. It, it looked fresh. It looked different. Uh, there was a hilarious spot where Bailey was trying to tape two kendo sticks together. And she looked at the ref and she's like, I'm sweaty. Can you do this for me? Yeah, that is that is the reason why I cannot give this match all of the stars because really? that's well, yeah. I, I, Bailey shouting to the ref and the and the mic pick it up. I'm too sweaty. Can you do this for me? <laughs> and then making this like mecha kendo stick that eventually <laughs> built to nothing. Like it was, it, it, it kind of like killed a bit of time, and I wasn't I wasn't quite sure of the the points of it. I do like that. Right after that, like she didn't get to just drag Sasha over. Sasha extinguished her after that so it's like okay she learned her lesson Uh, there was the spots across the ladder really good bailey getting the chair up with the frog splash uh bailey Uh, bailey sliding out of the ring to avoid the bank statement because she couldn't like she had to she couldn't grab the ropes and then both women doing the bailey to belly if every woman took the bailey to belly like sasha banks I don't think as many people would have been complaining about that being a bad finish because she always makes it look good. Dude, I am that guy that I've, when I watched Bailey wrestle live, jumped out of my seat for a Bailey to belly because yeah. that move was over to me. Um, and I popped again for it here. Banks hitting it, Bailey hitting it, loved it. I also loved the, the callback to their takeover match with Banks stomping on the hands to stop her from like reaching out for the ropes and then doing it again for the finish when she had her head between the chairs absolutely loved all those callbacks this was it was a really really fantastic match and these two work together brilliantly i love it like when you see wrestlers go go crazy about finishes it felt like two three years ago you didn't see like indie wrestlers tweeting about wdb events it's almost like they didn't want to do it now people are like i don't care like i see aj gray and shaza mckenzie and all these people flipping out over the finishes of matches and i Love that because I like the idea that these people that are going to be the big stars that we see are looking at Sasha and Bailey and they're inspired and they love it and and it's awesome and these two were awesome like you said that finish Bailey grabs a chair and has her wrapped around has Sasha wrapped around and Sasha turns it in the bank statement and, and the, that callback the stomp callback sick finish if this would have had a crowd it would have been perfect. Yeah, it really would have done. And that that's, that would have really been what would level this match up is that live crowd, which, you know, it, it, you can't level against the match because, like, you know, we, we can't have that. But I, for what it was and with the, the, the fake noise, it was just absolutely perfect. I could watch this match a hundred times over. You know, if, if we end up with like a Randy versus Drew level feud where they're clearly going to have a fourth match yeah. in this series, I don't think I would mind so much. Yeah, this one, uh, yeah, because especially because we know what they can do and we know they're not going to have matches like what we saw in the main event tonight. So uh, this got the most super chats of anything. James Shelley says, Bailey's ad-libs with Michael Cole and the refs this year has been A+. I think Sasha and Bailey have been MVPs of WWE during the pandemic. And Oh, yeah. And I say that because they went to every brand as tag yep. champions. They did all they could. Uh, Dan V900 says, I don't get why people are saying this was the sequel to Brooklyn like the Iron Man match didn't happen with the story uh, being uh, being three seconds better. I mean, that that feud is associated with Brooklyn because that's widely considered one of the greatest wrestling matches of all time. 
I mean, they had another good one, but other than that, they haven't wrestled outside of a couple Raw matches here and there that went like seven, eight minutes or something. Uh, and I don't think yeah. they ever should have. They should have never wrestled from that point until now. But they they lived up yeah. to it. That's it, and like it, it, I know, I completely understand. You know, the, the Iron Man match was it was great. Particularly when Banks was shouting at Izzy, like that moment was yes. like like that's the moment that always sticks for me for that match. But the the takeover match was so so special because it was in front of that big large brooklyn crowd whereas the iron man match was back at full sale where it was a sort of smaller audience i think that's why people would tend to hype the takeover match because it is probably the best women's match wwe have ever put on um for my money i think it still is so i think that's why people go to that and i think that's why wwe themselves go to that as well because you've got that big crowd for the shots i just gotta say wwe continues to troll izzy they booked her for the bump (laughs) For three days after Bailey loses the title. God. (laughs) That poor girl. Uh, Roxas Vanitas says, this was the true sequel to Brooklyn, and just like Brooklyn should have been the main event. I think it's the sequel to their feud. I I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't want to disrespect that that Iron Woman match because that was the callback that we saw, as Carlos Easy says, the finish was so brutal and a brilliant callback to that main event. Bailey's uh, reign is over for now, but what an incredible run. Yeah, that, that that SmackDown women's title run is even more dominant than it appears because except uh, other than a Charlotte reign for a week, it's been going on since May of 2019. It's one of the yeah. greatest runs with a title ever in WWE, at, at the very least in the cable TV era. I mean, Bayley overcame a lot of stuff. There were a lot of people that were like, oh, she's a flop. She's a flop. Can't say that now, Luke. No, she has done so much for that belt. Like that belt feels so much more important because of the great work that Bailey and uh, Bailey and Banks have done. You know, throughout 20, 2020 and in and twenty nineteen as well. I kind of like I begrudged that one week Charlotte run because I really wish we could have yes. said you know this has been since May. Granted, you know it was over a year. It was a long old time. I do begrudge that one week. Uh, I, I think she's done incredible work for that belt. That belt feels, feels way more prestigious than the Raw Women's Championship does at the moment. Way more prestigious. Yeah, and I think some of that has to do with the fact that Becky had to hand it over. And obviously she couldn't help that, but she had to hand it over. And I know a lot of people will say, oh, well, that Charlotte title reign was important to Bailey going heel. And I'm like, again, they write the show. They could have come <laughs> up with something creative I mean, a lot of people were saying last year that Seth Rollins was like, like, oh my God, he, ha- he had to have that crappy fiend feud to go heel. No, he didn't. Brock Lesnar had money in the bank. What would make you go paranoid and enlist AOP and Buddy Murphy and all these people quicker than needing protection from Brock Lesnar? Like, he could have yeah. just gone mad paranoid over that. Like, they can creatively do this stuff. Uh, Queen as well Hannah, as my favorite uh, my favorite argument is just like they booked them so bad as a babyface they had to turn him heel yes. they had no other choice vince's idea of babyfaces is have them get their asses kicked for 80 percent of the match look at damian priest guy got over by looking cool doing cool moves beating up finn balor really bad in a match they turn him babyface and quite literally have Cameron Grimes let the air out of his tires because ah. nothing's cooler than getting your tires slashed by somebody you outweigh by 70 pounds. Anakin JMT says, who did more to elevate the SmackDown title, Bailey or Becky? Oh, Bailey by far. Yeah, Be- Bailey, absolutely. 100%. Becky wasn't at her tip top when she was champion. 
Uh, Queen Hannah says, can't wait for Sasha versus Bianca at some point. I got a whole host of Bianca dream matches now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a mania program. Like uh, Bianca be. winning, Bianca winning uh, the Royal Rumble. I am in for because it's about smegging time they did something with her, something meaningful. Luis Hernandez says Sasha versus Bailey is great. Do you think she loses the title in less than a month again? I hate that they do that to her. I do, and I here's the thing. It's not I, I hate that they do that to her. I think it's building to a good story. It's hard for me to invest that amount of confidence in WWE, but I think there is a story there. Yeah, I think I think the culmination of this story is Banks getting that retention. It's yeah. you know at probably at TLC, and that's the story. It's Bailey is going to use those mind games against her, being like, "You can't defend a title." The video package that they can have there, because Banks has won like you know however many titles it is, <laughs> and has six, never six. Like, there's going to be so many of them, and has never defended it like and has never successfully defended it once. There's a brilliant video package in there that Bailey can use against her. That is going to be an excellent story to lead into the match can banks successfully retain and one of my favorite things of the brand split era was when she and charlotte hot potatoed the title because i was like man i gotta see what they're gonna do next uh, jk yeah. schwall says another year of sasha throwing showing creativity in hell in a cell that's a thing that you can watch any given men's match and they don't even integrate the cell or do anything that you've seen before in fact they regress usually not sasha banks and i appreciate that uh, yeah. Throwback says, damn COVID. Imagine the pop if Sasha's win tonight happened in Boston over the summer. It would have been deafening. Glad Mercedes KV is a Grand Slam champion. Our running joke at Fightful every year was saving it for SummerSlam. And we got to <laughs> saving it for SummerSlam 4 this year. Because every year, I mean, it's like, okay, Sasha's coming back last year. So then they can do No, no, no. Oh, well, it's going to be in Boston this year. Oh, but it's going to be in Brooklyn the year before. Oh, but Bailey's on the main roster now. Like, no, it, it ain't. They just, they're not doing it. <laughs> James Shelley says, how would you rank Bailey and Sasha in terms of women's cell matches? that crack five all to- top five all-time Hell in a Cell matches, male or female? I, oh, man. I don't know about... Maybe not male and female, but I, I would certainly say I enjoyed this one more than the Charlotte and the Becky matches. So mm-hmm. for me, it's like it's my it, it's probably my favorite of the lot, easily. I think uh, I think I had Last Woman Standing at a ten out of ten for Becky and Charlotte. So I would say this was probably a better sell match. Mm-hmm. Top five, I'd have to go back and look at him, but I mean, it's definitely top ten for me. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd certainly say top ten because, like, that's the thing with cell matches is that a lot of them are quite rubbish. Like, yes. they, were, they, had a, they had a long time of boring Hell in a Cell matches. So, there's actually like trying to find that top ten is probably quite an easy list to make. Oh yeah. Adam's done it. In fact, Adam Blombier oh, did that list. <laughs> what What hasn't he done? He's going to do <laughs> the top ten Luke and Sean list pretty soon. <laughs> uh, hey, did- dude. We you thought that he like he's running out of lists and he busted he out it. today. Yeah. Top ten top ten wrestlers that your dad goes hot for. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. Uh, we're we're winding down on the Bailey Sasha super chats. Uh Dan V says the Sasha Bailey Iron Woman match was great, even though that match wasn't as good as the one in Brooklyn. Uh and Anakin says, I think Bailey Sasha t- topped Becky Sasha last year. Roman yep. and Jay had more great storytelling, and I won't lie, I popped when Orton got out the lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, you know, I am 
I'm a man. I I own a drill. I I've got I've done some DIY around the house. Is it a is it an actual like building thing? Is it something you need for the the to build a cell, or is was it just a lightsaber? I don't know. I, I don't know why it would be <laughs> up there. Oh man. Uh, Throwback twenty seven says there's no salvation with retribution. It's sad. Yeah, right now it's it's rough. And Josh Tolman says retribution gets their comeuppance and the crowd goes mild. Well, the crowd won't go anything because they don't have any audio. <laughs> <laughs> and then Drew Nicholas. No, no. Says, Vin, Vince, Vince, the, Vince said there was audio. He told Dominic Mysterio, "It's like, hey, no one gets a reaction like that on their debut match." <laughs> uh, Degenerate Johnny says Bailey and Sasha's match tonight proved that all four horsemen have fallen victim to the Chronicle Curse. They have. Oh, it's <laughs> like the Madden Curse. Rough, rough. Uh, George Yemen says. Uh, yeah, I like the, how the Shield versus Wyatt's was uh, a heel versus heel faction feud. Well, this ain't that, that's for sure. Yeah, this that's, that's ain't that for sure, for damn sure. No. Keith Palmer says <laughs> the real leader will be an 8-foot, 400-pound beast, beast called Shake and Bake. <laughs> My God. And then Throwback27 says, Sasha is 1-3 and three in Hell in a Cell, also a Grand Slam champion. Fitting how the feud started with a chair and ends with a chair. Bailey without the title is now interesting. Well, I mean, I think that she's going to be right back in that title picture. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Michael Esquivel says, During the Roman and Jay match, were you able to hear what Roman was saying? I wasn't because the piped-in crowd. I was at times, but sometimes the, I don't think they... They can't personally gauge the levels because they can't hear them. Yeah, I think they, the lines that you they wanted you to hear, you heard. Yes. If you didn't hear it, then that's probably a line that they didn't particularly need you to hear. But the lines they wanted you to hear, they turned those mics up so you could hear those words. We are at the main event. Get your super chats in while you have a chance. Reminder, thumbs up, subscribe, tap that bell for notifications. We are on podcast platforms everywhere. If you say, oh, where can I find, where can I listen, where can I stream? Fightfulpods.com has the video, the audio, and the the downloadable MP3. Drew Nicholas says Retribution loses back to back and gets chased off one by or chased off by one dude twice in each week. Ali backing off scared was terrible. I agree. Them backing off after they showed up heaving Molotov cocktails loose. <laughs> this group is done. Like where they are, are going to have to do a hell of a lot of work to pull this back on Raw. Where are their grenades? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Reminder, guys. We'll be I mean, locked. really, the war- the warning signs were there when they lost their first match because one of the lads punched a, uh, another dude when he wasn't the legal man. Have they won a single match? No, they haven't yet. Oh, <laughs> guys! Reminder: tomorrow night we are live after Monday Night Raw with Denise Salcedo, and also it looks like on November second we're going to do our Halloween spooktacular, mainly because my costume will not be in until next week. But oh yeah, you- yeah. Yeah, but you guys can check out Denise every Friday, I believe it is, with uh, with you, Luke. Indeed, yeah, we do the magazine show. We look at a big piece of news from the week and answer our Patreon mailbag questions. It's usually a really, really good time. The podcast version has a lot of me and Denise doing some extra chat on there. We talk for like about half an hour. It's very late for her. It's very early for me. Uh, so the chat can get a little bit weird at times. We usually just talk about cooking, which apparently Denise is not very good at. No, she's not. She's not. Also... <laughs> Uh, I'm always shocked at how early the wrestle talk folk are up. My God, like, because <laughs> yeah. here, here's the thing: I'm nowhere near going to bed, and you all are already up. 
Like, yeah, yeah. I could have the most conversation with Luke at like <laughs> midnight to one a.m. Eastern. Like that's just that's just how it is. And funny you mention magazine. I'm writing for Wrestle Talk magazine. Check that out. I've been doing a monthly piece there. Really enjoying that. I never get tired of seeing my work in print, and that's been a lot of fun. So check that Dude, out, guys. Your article on tag team wrestling was so, so good. I really, really enjoyed it, man. Not just uh, saying it because you invited me onto your show. I'm not here to blow smoke, but yeah, I thought it was really great stuff. To me, I never understood why WWE didn't invest in tag team wrestling. I don't know if Vince just wasn't that close to his brother or anything, but I don't know how anybody can't relate to having a best friend, a brother, a cousin, a dad, an uncle, nephew, son that they dreamed of winning the tag team titles with, sharing that joy. But Vince McMahon is not a joyous man, so. Did you ever hear Arn Anderson's rationalization for why Vince doesn't like tag team wrestling? No. You've got to buy two tickets. You've got to buy two plane tickets to fly someone in. Oh, God. He's got money. <laughs> oh, my God. He was, he was paid. He offered the revival 800 grand each for the love I of God. Oh, man. Unreal. Unreal. Main event. And it happened at 923 Eastern. This just was not it for me. I love no. both of these guys as performers and wrestlers. But but here is the match. Orton attacks Drew. Drew beats him up. They climb. They, they do the impossible and get outside the cage after they bolted it. Drew follows. They fight. They go down the cage, which is now the thing. They now go down the cage, which I think diminishes the value of it. Once we've seen so many people fly off the top, and we see him climbing down the other end. We know the drill. We see the holes in the cell. We know they're there to grip. We see the crash pad on top of the, the table. And hey, salute to Drew McIntyre doing that spot. Got nothing but respect mm -hmm. for him. Like the guy a lot. We saw it coming. Um, Drew hit the Claymore. Missed another one. And Orton won with an RKO. That was the match. Yeah, it was like half an hour as well. Yeah. And... It's biggest problem, and this is not their fault. It is not Drew's fault. It is not Randy's fault. It was the main event, and it was the weakest cell match of the night. In the and longest, like, is, and the long, yeah, and that, and that's and again, it's it's not their fault. It should not have been a main event. If this had been the opener, if this has gone in the middle of the show, I don't think people would be as down on this match because you would have had the Roman J and you've had the Bailey Banks match to kind of like sandwich between it. It was a nice filling, but it was not like it wasn't. It wasn't the meaty match it needed to be at the end. I think a lot of people as well were expecting Miz to cash in. Like, I think that's where they thought Miz won it. So they were expecting as big angle at the end or the Fiends to show up or something. A lot of people thought so, Edge was going to come back because it's been like yeah, four, yeah. four and a half months now. Exactly. Yeah. So I think people thought, oh, it's the main event. So they've got something really big planned. And it turns out the big thing they had planned was Randy Orton hits an RKO and wins. And that's the end of Drew McIntyre's title run. Feel really bad for Drew. This is his yeah. first main event as champion. And I think it was a bit of a, a bit of a damp squib to his title run, really. And the, the, the final shot of the show was the two of them staring at each other, which means we're getting another pay-per-view match between these two. And I thought three was too many. I don't think. Yeah. We need four. Oh, we're getting at least two more of these bad oh, boys, man. Two more. Come on. You know, what's happening. And, Here's the thing. If they were going to make Randy Orton champion, 
why did you wait until you beat him like three times? Why did you wait till Keith Lee beat right? him and, and Drew beat yeah. him twice? He was the hottest he had been in over a decade. In over a decade. And they yep. beat him, and they beat him, and they beat him. Instead of just doing it, and I get it, some people would be like, well, you wanted Drew's reign to be that short? No. I wish Drew would have won this match. I wish this match wouldn't have happened. This match didn't need to happen a third time. Why would Orton get a third shot? It, it's, yep. it well, doesn't well, make any Because you put the night vision goggles on. He put yeah. the Novich goggles on and beat up Ric Flair for a bit. And, I, like, the thing is, I'll remember this Drew McIntyre program as him coming out and saying, I'll give anybody that deserves a shot a shot. Then he gives Drew three. And, and Dolph got a bunch. And it's like, Dolph didn't... <laughs> Alistair Black was undefeated for a year before he got beat. There was no yeah. mention of him. That's the kind of thing that Drew McIntyre would go to him and say, I know they're not recognizing this, but I am. You deserve a shot. Let's have a match on Raw. Then Drew beats him, for the love of God. It was such a weird title reign, and it wasn't that guy's fault. Drew McIntyre did every single thing he could to make every single thing good. But WWE has a weird way of booking baby faces. It was really weird. And this would have been so much more effective if they did it before Orton lost a bunch. Exactly. The time to do this was at SummerSlam when Orton was at his hottest. The time not to do it is when he's lost three pay-per-views in a row. Like, you know, he lost at SummerSlam, lost at Payback, lost at Clash of Champions, then just wins the belt here. Lost lost at Payback in six, seven minutes to Keith Lee. Exactly. And and what does that and what did that do for Keith? Did absolutely nothing for him. He's now being beaten by Braun Strowman in seconds on Raw. Like it's it's a weird time to put the belt on him. And like as I said, I, I mean, when we did our predictions for this, I was like, Drew has to win at this point because I can't I cannot see them doing four matches of this four pay per view matches of this feud. But yep, looks like we're getting more of them, and I think that is. I, do you know what the, the daft thing is as well? They just moved over a load of heels from SmackDown for Drew to start facing, uh, you know, as new fresh title contenders, and then they take the buddy belt off of him. It's so frustrating. Uh, Michael Esquivel says, Randy getting a lightsaber was the best part. <laughs> and Cole Badeau uh, brings up a point. The Miz should have attacked Orton and cashed in and won, because why did that main event over Sasha and Bailey? Buddy, I think if Miz cashed in, he was getting hit with an RKO right then and there. <laughs> Right then and there. Mike D says, Orton is WWE champ. Miz has money in the bank. It's literally 2011. Tonight's show is just like their shows. SmackDown was great. Raw was terrible. That's a nice way of looking at it. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That actually is a really good way to to look at it. Yeah, that's really, really true. Yeah, I I was, I mean, going way back to that period of time, I didn't like Miz uh, getting the... Actually, no, I was excited for Miz to, to be WWE champion and, you know, and beat Randy Orton because I thought it would be exciting. And then Miz, like, Miz's only good part of being WWE champion was facing Jerry Lawler you know, in TLC. And, and that was actually pretty good. <laughs> but then he had that terrible ter- terrible main event with Cena. Uh, I don't think his, his WWE title ring was great. I don't think I need to relive it. I think he's a great, great mid-carder. I don't think he's... I, I, I don't think at this point in his career he should be in that main event picture. I think we should be looking to some new and uh, some new talents that WWE have in abundance and just refuse to to push beyond a certain place. Evan Wright says would have been down for a Drew versus Sheamus program. To be honest, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have been just because. Well, they would have had to rehabilitate him heavily. 
I actually would have been okay with a six-week gender program before he got hurt just because yeah. there was story there. You do one match, one match, you play off the story, you wrap it up. That's what they're, they're here to do. They're here to tell stories, and there's story there. But unfortunately, gender got hurt uh, because I think this was his best opportunity, and I think that Drew McIntyre would have went above and beyond to make him look like a million bucks. Oh, but you seem yeah. to agree with uh, Drew and Sheamus. I think the matches would have been good. Yeah, I mean, I'm the same with you. Like, as, as a six-week program, I think Drew versus Sheamus and Drew would have gone, like, with gender above and beyond to have made him look great. Like, I think, yeah, you're right. Sheamus needs some, like, you could have spent some time. That, well, that's what I thought they were going to do. I thought that's why they moved him over to Raw, was to try and, like, rehabilitate him for a bit, then build him up for a Drew program. Oh, yeah. Uh, last call for Super Chats, guys. Keith Palmer says, didn't realize how little I wanted Norton and title run until I'm sitting there hoping for the Miz to cash in. Again, I think if it's two months ago, we're saying something different. But, yeah. That wasn't the big surprise they wanted for SummerSlam, as I think we all figured out. I was on a live stream with you guys when, yeah. <laughs> when we were making fun of the, you'll never see it coming. <laughs> no, yeah. And then it turns out we didn't see it coming. Oh, we did not see it coming. And uh, thank God. Uh, we got mm. a super chat saying, hey, Sean, big fan of your work. Thought this was a great show. Where do you think this goes with Orton as champion now? Well, thank you very much for that. I appreciate it, but I don't think it goes anywhere. And I like Randy Orton's work. I like Drew McIntyre's work, but they are in a feud. That feud will continue. You might get a little bit of Keith Lee peppered in here and there. You're going to get a bunch of no contests and DQs. You're going to get some backstage brawls, and it's going to be the same exact thing you've seen for a while. What do you think, Luke? I think, yeah, I mean, are we getting, if we're getting brand warfare, I guess it's Randy versus Roman at Survivor Series. Oh. And then right there, in the, like if we, if that's what we're getting, Roman versus Drew feels like a much more that feels like a much better match. That feels like a much more interesting match at this point. It feels like an honest to god pay per view main event is what Randy yeah. or what Roman Reigns Drew McIntyre feels like. Uh, Rob Bookin says, "I like that Vince gives us Reigns and Uso and Banks and Bailey." Uh, I don't. I, I think your his super chat cut off, but yes, I do. Uh, I, I like that. I like those two matches specifically they're so rooted in story and they they paid off so well you don't have to manufacture some crappy story all the time sometimes it's just there and i thought they did enough and and they they just kept rocking it these stories have been great and it's that and it's for me it's not just those stories but it's the characters as well like they are playing excellent characters and doing those characters so brilliantly there was a moment during that roman j match where i just looked at pete and i looked at louis and i was like man i love wrestling like i love professional wrestling and this is why yeah and and rob the rest of rob says i don't like that they just let them have a rematch yeah <laughs> yeah i agree uh, throwback 27 says could be could there be a possibility that Miz loses money in the bank against Edge and Edge being the rated R superstar cashes it in on Orton. Yeah, I think the ultimate opportunist. Yeah. Yeah, re- uh, I mean, hey, if we're just reliving old gimmicks, we're just reliving old angles, why not give Edge the money in the bank contract? And quite frankly, the man never lost the championship. Edge never lost the championship. While we're at it, bring Christian back and give him the Intercontinental title match that he earned <laughs> in his last match. But he never lost the title. This isn't like, oh, he never got his rematch. They did away with that. They did away with the mandatory rematch. But he never lost the title. 
Uh, Ricardo Lopez Ortiz says, Retribution isn't salvageable like the Dark Order, as people keep saying. Dark Order wasn't getting over, but they were always winning or looking strong. Uh, Buddy, they were not looking strong. I was in the venue when they debuted. I was in the venue for a lot of the stuff, and they were, they were, like, people were chanting, Who are you? Uh, A group of indie diehards were chanting, Who are you at these guys? They were bad. They were not good. They started the cult thing. They got over a little bit more. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's WWE Hell in a Cell 2020. Guys, make sure you check out. I had a bunch of interviews this past week. Sammy Callahan, uh, Doc Gallows. He turned into a cartoon in the middle of our interview. (laughs) I interviewed Bret Hart, which was just an honor to do. It was so awesome. I got one with Lance Storm dropping this week. I got one with Jake Hager dropping this week of AEW ahead of uh, ahead of uh, what hell pay per view is it? Full Gear. But he fights this Thursday at Bellator 250, so that one drops this week as well. I did an enhancement stories with Big Swole. If you've never heard of that series, what I do is when I can tell somebody's going to be a big star like Big Swole, like I interviewed her a couple years ago, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to put this in the can. So what we did was we talked about her match with Nia Jax where she was an enhancement wrestler, and she told me about how she had to give Nia a receipt, talked about the experience of who called her, who picked her for the enhancement match, uh, what that was like, what kind of feedback she got. There's a full series of those. I got one with Gangrel where he talks about jobbing to the big boss man in 1989. There's all kinds of stuff. Britt Baker talking about her WWE matches. Lots of stuff there. But Luke, you've got a ton of stuff going on over at WrestleTalk. We do indeed, yeah. WrestleTalk, uh, head on over, find us on uh, find us on YouTube. Nearly 800,000 subscribers over on WrestleTalk's <laughs> channel we're nearing that number man <laughs> we have daily news videos done by mr davis uh going over all the latest news reviews of raw reviews of smackdown reviews of aew uh we've got a secondary channel parts fun known which has got uh various fun little series on there uh with laurie doing it explained we do calling spots which is basically a narrative telephone game which is a lot of fun we're hoping to get sean on to a, an episode of that at some point soon because we think he'd be great on it yeah oh yeah oh yeah yours your name comes up a lot when we talk about potential guests for it um and yeah wrestle too where we've got the wrestling daily with alex mccarthy true heel heat stephanie uh stephanie chase and louis dangor doing uh covering up all the greats it's basically like it's like fightfuls like incredible work but we spread it over three channels and, yes. and with like mul- multiple people doing it rather than just sean doing everything and significantly higher web traffic which i also <laughs> admire uh speaking of <laughs> stephanie i'm gonna have her on my aew full your predictions video uh next week but as it pertains to to ollie davis i mean maybe maybe one day we'll do wrestle talk ftf which is wtf tf but the only question i have for for ollie is how many rounds are there how many rounds are there how many rounds are there i have outtake footage with doc gallows where we're emulating (laughs) that voice and he's like Man, that voice was killing me, man. It was killing me, man. <laughs> it was killing us. But he but he did put you guys over as, and I quote, cool guys. Oh, well, that's very kind of him. And coming from Gallows. That's pretty I, good. That's pretty good. Guys, support Wrestle Talk, support Fightful. Tap that thumbs up, subscribe, all that good stuff. Until next time. Thank you, Luke, for joining us. Thank We're you so out. much for having me, man. We're out. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.